Can I say won't give it up? Jermaine Lockhart. What's happening? What is going on? You got it, man. It has been... I, I was t- trying to figure out the last time we played together. Must have been at least two, three years ago. I yeah. mean, crazy. Yeah, man. And you've been you've been a busy cat. I've been trying to keep busy, man. Yeah. Keep my sanity. <laughs> like we talked about a yeah. minute ago. <laughs> um, take me... I know you grew up uh, in Cleveland. Yeah. Can you share... Kind of some early musical uh, memories, like what was the music that was inspiring to you kind of coming up and maybe music that you were introduced to that that had an effect on you? Certain records maybe or, or bands or even genres? Yeah, man. When I was uh, growing up, my mom, uh, she's a music teacher, so she bought me a few albums, Spiral Gyra, uh, Grover Washington Jr., and so I started mimicking uh, what I heard on those records. Uh, as far as the cats in town, you know, I would play with uh, Eddie Backus Sr. Um, you might know his son, Eddie Backus Jr. He played with uh, Pieces of a Dream for several years. Mm. Um, so I would play with him. He plays organ, and he taught me a lot. He's done some recordings with Joe Lovano. I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Lovano. Mm-mm. He's a straight-ahead uh, out of Cleveland. Saxophone player. He actually is from out of Cleveland, but he moved and his career, you know, just took off. So uh-huh. he's, yeah, he's famous now. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, him and um, uh, it was a lot of cats, man, uh, out there. It's nothing really to do out there but practice because it's cold, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. I spent uh, enough winters in Massachusetts, man. I know what that. Yeah, I know what that sir. shit's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's not it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and what drew you to the saxophone? Um, you know, I just chose it, man. It, the music teacher presented us with several different instruments, uh, band instruments, mm-hmm. and this is what like fourth grade, fifth grade, yeah, something like fifth like grade, that? somewhere yep. around there. And when he pulled out that saxophone, man, all the ladies and it started, oh, the saxophone. So I chose sax. <laughs> Pretty easy decision, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and so you went through like a like a school band program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through band and everything like that. Marching orchestra. band, shit like that. I did marching band for uh, one year, and then I played football after that. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to do both of those things. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> um, and did you do a college thing? I did, man. I went to Oberlin Conservatory. Okay. Yep. Uh, Donna Walden uh, was my saxophone instructor. Uh, yeah. Fabulous. And that was specifically to be a part of that music program? Or was, were you studying something else? Or it was like, no, I'm going to school to learn yeah they uh they i went there to uh learn jazz uh get a degree in jazz improvisation um i was playing at a community college uh in a community college jazz band and the instructor from oberlin conservatory heard me play so they gave me a scholarship great and so i just went nice yeah four-year degree for uh it was supposed to be but i didn't make it four years yeah i did two and out yeah um a light bulb went off over my head and i said why am i paying twenty thousand dollars a year even after the scholarship for right. an improv degree 
I'm like, I don't need a degree to do that. Right. <laughs> it seems a little counterintuitive, yeah, exactly. you know? That's funny. So, I, yeah, so I left there after two years, man, and went to school for real estate. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a question. Um, were you, I'm assuming like you were a gigging musician through that, through that period. Yeah. And what was the scene like in Cleveland at that time? While I was in college? Yeah. You know, while I was in college, well, I wait, was, Oberlin is in Cleveland. It's, yeah. It's outside of Cleveland. Outside of Cleveland. Yeah, it's okay. about, mm, about an hour drive. Okay. Yeah. And, um, at that time I was, uh, performing with, a uh, merengue salsa band. And we would go out of town and things of that nature. And then I was playing with the, uh, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I am. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh what was that? Oh, yeah, Merengue Salsa Band. And yeah. then I played with a, a, a band called Forecast. They were a fusion jazz, mm-hmm. fusion jazz band. So, yeah, I was doing those two things. And and touring around or, or mainly just in, like in and around Cleveland? Yeah, we would go uh, like um, like to Detroit, Chicago, you know. Uh-huh. You know, no more than six hours away. Right, mm-hmm. right. And original stuff? Or was that like cover tunes or both or? those guys played uh cover tunes uh-huh yeah and the same thing with yeah both bands cover tunes okay yeah um all right so a couple years at oberlin go get your real estate license mm-hmm. like what was the scene like in cleveland that was the, that was my question the scene was was actually really good it was uh on fire um, like we had pieces of a dream uh, there, uh, James Lloyd right there in Youngstown. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot of places to play, mm-hmm. um, mostly um, straight ahead. Oh, cool! Was the big thing there, like Detroit and Cleveland, like huge sure. straight ahead. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, that's what it was about. You yeah. know, I don't know. So, so the so the jazz scene was pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what brought you out here? When did you move out here? I moved out here 2010. 2010. Yeah. So you were in Ohio all that time leading up to this move. Mm-hmm. And what brought you out here? Um, oh, the, the uh, real estate market crashed. Uh-huh. Um, I had an appraisal uh, business mm-hmm. uh, that I was running. And things started to just go down because uh, they started uh, doing the... Um, transparency thing where appraisers couldn't um get their own clients before i was able to somebody could call me mm-hmm. and i can go and appraise just about anything but then when obama came in they did this transparency thing where you had to have a management company that was the liaison between the bank and the appraiser okay so then the banks had to hire the appraisers. Mm-hmm. So, the, of course, the fee went way down. Right. So I felt like uh, it wasn't worth my time anymore. And I decided to follow my music career. Yeah. And, you know, come out here. And, and what, what was it about Phoenix? Uh, it was close to California mm-hmm. and less expensive. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So right after... The big crash, 2007, 2008, 
2010. We're kind of slowly mm-hmm. getting back to normal mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what was, I mean, did you come out and just do music or did you, I mean, you're, you're someone who has obviously a lot of different interests and, and diff, always have different things cooking. Mm-hmm. Was it just, <laughs> it was it, you're like, all right, real estate sucks. I'm doing music and, and going to support the scene in, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I came out here. I said, I'm going to do music and, and go after my dream. You know, uh, I had some money saved up from, you know. The, the gig and everything and um so yeah i came out here and uh i was uh homeless basically uh for probably about a good year uh i lived out of a rv that i purchased when i first came here no shit yeah man well, i was just driving from casino to casino man i stayed there for like a week and i drive to another casino stayed there for a week just kept moving wow yeah i did that for a year man imagine that I can't. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and but but still gigging, you know. Still gigging. Still gigging. Yep. What were some of those early hits? Do you remember? Oh, the JJs. So that's why it was easy for me to pull up to a casino because a lot most of their gigs was at casinos. So right. I would just pull up, bro. And then when I'm done with the gig, I just go right and go to sleep. And no kidding. <laughs> yeah. The JJs, they're, they're still around, aren't they? I don't know. No, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I haven't heard. I haven't heard their name them. in a minute. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, ten years into the into the career, we were just rapping outside about moving from the passenger seat to the driver's seat, basically owning your career or or being in charge of your career. Mm-hmm. Um, how has it How has it kind of played out for you? You've. I mean, I say that because I realized that you recently uh, released a record. Yeah. And worked with some incredible people. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to uh, talk about that process, how that came about. Um, but how would you, you know, looking back on on ten years in Phoenix, like how would you kind of take stock of it or, or describe it? Describe Phoenix. N- your journey here, oh, like my you, journey, like here? your your musical journey here in Phoenix. Oh, it's been great. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, change. Well, I would change some things, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great. Uh, I've met uh, and worked with some great people, like George Benson. You know, he was the he's the executive producer on the album that I uh, did. Yeah. Um, Greg Fears, who's a great producer uh, on my Serious Business album, and then um, working with the Spinners. And that's okay. the most recent thing I did. Uh, I played on three songs on the Spinners' new album. Uh, they featured me on one, cool, which is the very first song on the album, and it says the song featured Jermaine Lockhart. Nice. So that was really cool, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that I moved. I wouldn't have been able to do those things had I stayed where I was. Right. Right. Yeah. How did you get connected to to um, George? Um, I uh, I was at. Uh, a club I'm trying to remember the name of it um, Bobby C's and he came in I was playing and uh, that's when I first met him and yeah. we've been cool ever since that's cool and he kind of just told me uh, yeah you, you need to come out with uh, a, a record then I can help you you know 
So years went past, and then I finally did it, and bam, he did just like he said. He really? Would. Yeah. Did you cut it at his house, or? Uh, I did some of the stuff at his studio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you working with his band, or no. was it your, your band? No. It was, uh, uh, I was working with a producer. Uh, his name is Preston Glass. He did the uh, Kenny G Songbird uh, album and all that stuff. Wow. Um, did some stuff for Aretha Franklin, and um, yeah, he's. Wow. Got a few, several platinum records on the wall. <laughs> Crazy. So he hooked me up with him, and then um, that's how everything came about, mm -hmm. you know. And then Preston Glass is really the person who put me on with the spinners um, and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I know that you have uh, you have a musical family. You, you mentioned that that your dad was a a music teacher right my mom your mom was mm -hmm. uh and i know your sister yeah. sings yeah so well, i'm well, first question is i'm assuming music was a big part of your life just growing up in the house was it ever um like assumed that you would become a musician or obviously it was it was i'm sure it was fostered and supported because yeah. there's just this raw talent within this family um, what was that dynamic like? Mm -hmm. It was. I'm assuming it was encouraged. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and when you said, you know, I want to, I want to be a full time musician, it was totally cool. It was like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sort of, kind of. My mom said, "Cool." My dad said, "You need to do something else." Uh huh. Yeah. And what? And what did he suggest <laughs> you do? What What did he do for work? Oh, my dad. He uh, was a foreman for uh Ford Motors. Okay. Yeah, so he retired from that and he um retired as a pastor. Uh-huh. As a pastor of a church. Uh -huh. Yeah. So he had two things going. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, that lifestyle of of working you know 8 to 5, whatever, every day that's, you know, st sturdy job. Mhm. Mm and then your mom, who is the artistic, mm -hmm. you know, supporter of lover of of music and yeah. And supporters. So w there was a little bit of conflict there. I just, I, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of, I didn't have very musical parents. Mm -hmm. So I think for them, you know, the idea of becoming a professional musician was like, same thing. It's like, man, sure you want to do that? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. my father, you know, worked in banks and, you know, so there's just a different mentality yes. and um, a lot of convincing that everything's going to be cool. It's going to be <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Know? That's interesting that that you kind of had both, right? Yep. And and your sister is still singing. She's still singing. Yeah, and I see. Does she like go? She goes to like Japan and like. Yeah, she yeah she travels travels all, all over the yeah, place. Yeah. Do you have any more siblings? No, just you and her. Yep, just me and her. Yeah. Yep. And have you guys collaborated? We've done some things. Yeah. yeah. We she's on uh my sunshine album on like three or four tunes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I I do shows with her. I have a show this Friday with her. Um, she does the Aretha Franklin tribute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so cool. I'll, I'll play with her when I can. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she's she's based here, or yeah, yeah, yeah. She's based here. And uh, she, does she do her own thing as well? Uh, she, yes. When she goes on cruise ships, you know, and she she does her own thing. It's like a charity Lockhart, cool slash Aretha. Okay, you know? so she'll do a collage of of songs. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Have you ever, have you ever done any cruise ship work? I have. Yeah. Yeah, I went once. <laughs> I went once. <laughs> <laughs> One time, man, it was two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, That's two, it. A two week oh, man, I, I almost lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bro, I did three months. Night, I played 90 consecutive nights. Oh, my gosh. Not, not one day off or one what? evening off. Um, How many times a day? Um, usually I do like the pre-dinner happy hour hit, like 6 to 7. Okay. And then 8 to 9.30 okay. or 8 to 9. You know, it, it changed, but that's typically what it was. So a couple okay. hours. I mean, it wasn't like a five-hour hit or whatever. Right. But... Still, every day, you know. Yeah. And and learning whatever, uh, Sweet Caroline, and, mm-hmm. and and it was parts of it was an awesome experience. Where, where were you? Like in the? I was on. What, what do you mean? Where like where? Like in the Bahamas or Mexico? Oh, we or, went to. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we went. We ended up in in, in Mexico somewhere. Um, where did we go? We went. That's a great question, man. <laughs> It's all so foggy. <laughs> we went uh, a couple of places. It was beautiful wherever we went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I know. I was just ready to get off of that ship. Now, did you have roommates? No, they gave us. You had your uh, own. I had a regular room, like all the other. Did you have people. a window? I had a window. Yes. You're living the fucking dream. It, they hooked us up. Yeah. But I still wanted to leave. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing in and out every day. You know. The same amenities. Right. I'm like, bro. And we only had one show a day, so I was pretty bored. I was wishing that they would, you know, no give kidding. us an, at least one more show. Something but, to do. Yeah. Did you ever, I mean, did you get off the ship? I did like, when we docked. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. got I got off and um, for, for a minute, you know. Walk around. Yeah. Walk around a bit. Yeah. It was all shaky and everything. Like the earth was moving and I was. <laughs> totally. Yeah. How big was the ship? Do you remember? It wasn't that big. It uh, was the, um, uh, not the, was it the Celebrity Cruises? I could, yeah. Could yeah. have been. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Uh-huh. Celebrity Cruises. So not like the, whatever, 15,000. No. Huge. No, I didn't do that one. Floating city or whatever. No, I heard that's cool though. More amenities. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the smaller the ship, I I the the more kind of claustrophobic it starts to feel, mm-hmm. you know. There's only so much fucking space I can go to, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I can I, see why those guys are <clears throat> become alcoholics. Right. Right. Man. There's just nothing to do for them no. during the day and no. you know, same shit over and over. Yep. Um, My sister was gone for five months. Damn. That's a long contract. That's a long contract, man. Yeah. yeah. And oh. singing the same shit, yeah. you know, like every Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to be like strong. <laughs> yeah, to pull that shit off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I kind of strong wish... and have no loved ones at right. home waiting on you or right. any of that. You know, right? It's, it's definitely the... a young person's single person's game. Yep. And I wish I was like mid thirties when I did it, and I was like one of the oldest, certainly one of the oldest musicians on 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 board at thirty five. Thirty five, yeah. And I kind of wish I did it when I was like in my early twenties, and mm-hmm. and whatever, like you say, I don't have a family. I wouldn't even have to have an apartment. Yep. You know, don't even need a car, and yep. you just live on the fucking water. You know, you do two four month contracts. You're home for a couple months. Yep. You know, yeah. and you see the world. You know, that's what I loved about 
the, the just the travel aspect of it was yes. insane. Mm-hmm. Shit that I'll never see, you know, yes. as a tourist. Yes. Not going to fucking St. Petersburg, Russia, anytime right. soon. Right. <laughs> For free. Right. Right. Yeah. You you dock like right at downtown St. Petersburg. It was. I mean, some of that shit was super cool. But but yeah, I was ready to get. I was ready to get home. Yeah. But it's cool that we play music and and yeah, I know in the Bible it says that. You know your gift will make room for you, and that I'm paraphrasing, and but that <laughs> and it'll it'll bring you before kings, you know, and important people. Yeah. And I found that that's true. Yeah. You know, we are blessed to have this uh, skill that puts us in front of a lot of important people that we and let us see things that we wouldn't have normally seen. Right. You know? Right. I want to thank you, you, for listening to so the story goes. I'm really enjoying this podcast, and if you like it, I hope you tell your friends about it. Subscribe. Leave them rating. Anyway, appreciate you guys. Back to the show. Once you tour and you feel that, it's like hard to go just as a normal tourist, and it's like, no, I want... I want that. I want that you know? all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you done? Have you done much touring? No, man. Well, yes, I have actually. Not out of the country, though. Uh-huh. Uh, I was getting ready to, you know, go out out of the country, but then the pandemic happened, and that like put a uh, on everything oh, with really? that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah, I have traveled. I've traveled like the U.S. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Uh, for like three years with a band out of California. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were what like, did you uh, think of that experience? What What kind of music were you? Man, it was like a kind of like sublime kind of like vibe. Okay. You know? Yeah. It was cool. It was cool in the beginning. Um, what made me look for something different to do was um, not only I wanted to increase, increase in pay, but I saw a picture of myself when I started the tour. <laughs> and then I saw a picture of myself three years later, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, my God. I got to slow down, yeah. you know, all those red eye flights. Oh, yeah. You know, and not getting much rest. Yeah. And, you know, the alcohol, the partying. Yeah. It really took a toll on me. No shit. Yeah, man. And like kind of a wake up yeah. call. Yes. Get time to get off the road for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I got tired of uh, being on, the, you know, the artist time schedule. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, man, bro, I, I, I don't want to take a red-eye flight out. I have the hotel until 12 o'clock, and then I can call in and say, hey, give me a late checkout. Right. I can go to at least two. Right. You know, uh, I want to I make my own itinerary. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm sick right. of following you. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's, that's another reason it made me kind of rethink things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rethinking things, um, how did the pandemic um, affect you creatively? Obviously, we weren't able to perform. Um, what did you do to just stay creative, stay busy? You know, I, um, basically, I, I just did a lot of uh, projects at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I put up gutters on my house. Um, I painted a few rooms a different color, yard work. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a, I built a shed from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Just stuff to keep my mind busy and keep me active. Yeah. So not not so much 
uh, with music, you know, like cutting records maybe. Or I did that too. Yeah, that's yeah. when I did the Sunshine album and yeah. uh, was, you know, working a lot with George and everything. So, yeah, I did that too. Yeah. You know, but diversity is the spice of life. So Come on. and um i don't know if you want to talk about this but i I just find it fascinating that that um the cows the cows man (laughs) oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah talk about just almost polar opposites though right i mean being a performing musician and being like a farmer you know basically they're exact opposite hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how do you do yeah. how do you do that? I mean it's like a it's a hobby farm, right? Yes, That's how I would, a, yeah. yeah I do it for a hobby and yeah. uh it, and it makes me money too. Yeah. So that's really cool when you can make money off your hobby. Yeah. But yeah, man, I just uh like I, we were talking earlier, you know, I my wife works out there in Coolidge. Yeah. And um uh, I saw opportunity. I saw a neighborhood that was uh, getting ready to go through gentrification. Yeah, and so I I, I figured why not jump in? Yeah, and and, and try to do invest something. at the ground yeah. level, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, I don't. Is it what is in Coolidge? Is there much in Coolidge? No, it's not much in Coolidge. Is there like and, a like where do people work? If you uh, know, like cotton they, fields. And oh no mil- shit! Milking farms, no have shit out there. Yeah, uh-huh. a couple of milking farms and a lot of cotton fields. Hmm. Um, uh, we have a McDonald's and a Walmart and a Dairy Queen, you know. But it's really quiet, man, yeah. and I love it. I yeah. think it's. I think it is a great place for a musician because the silence, silence is a musician's easel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. That's a good so 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 I'm out there, man, and it's silence, and I don't I, I can hear the birds. Yeah. And um, I, honestly, man, it, it it makes me more in touch with nature. Yeah. And just dealing with cows and chickens and stuff, it makes me more in touch with it. Yeah. 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 I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's how I ended up out there, you know. And so if anybody want a cow or a goat hit up your man. Yeah, hit me up. I don't normally sell them to people. I take them to the auction. Okay, let me explain. I like I explained to Brian. <laughs> you know, for all you vegan <laughs> vegan people out there, vegan you know, people can exactly, turn the podcast exactly. off. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, you you keep it on. Keep it on. <laughs> it's a, I'm gonna say this so that the vegan people, you know, won't get mad at me and not hire me for a gig. Oh, he's killing animals. You know, we we don't kill the animals. We buy animals as babies we raise them up they're so cute and then we take them to the auction and we sell them right i don't know what they do with them after that right you know but we love them yeah and raise them up you give them a good home yeah and in return i don't hunt i think that anything that's out in the wild should be left alone Uh i won't go hunt and shoot an elk or anything like that did have you ever done that no yeah no and I've ha- I have some friends who go hunting, but I'm like, bro, you know, leave, leave them alone. You could right. well, just grow a, grow a cow in your backyard or something. <laughs> and then, and love it, and then <laughs> just grow a cow. Yeah, just grow in your, backyard. your backyard, man. It's just, if that's what you need. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, we don't slaughter. Yeah, you're not uh, that for all you, I'm not that guy. Yeah. For all you vegan musicians, you can still hire me. Vegan promoters. Yeah, still. I'm, not, I'm not killing animals. <laughs> <Yeah. 
Uh, let's take a let's take a short little break and then we'll come back. Okay. tell me about honeydew and maybe talk a little bit about kind of your process for writing uh, honeydew was produced by greg fears he wrote he did all the production for it mm -hmm. and then i wrote the melody for it okay yeah so he had the whole backing <laughs> the whole backing track done kind of or yep Okay. He, he did the whole complete backing track. Got you. And then he said, "Yo, I have a melody that I'm that I kind of wrote this to, but you write your own melody." Cool. You know. So yeah. he would give me the tracks like that, and I come up with my melody. And he's like, "Man, that's way better than what I wrote." <laughs> <laughs> so. And how? Uh, and that's from the most recent EP, yes. right? That you self. Self-produced, self-released. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And you yep. can find it. What is it called? Uh, it's called Serious Business. Serious Business. Yeah, the name you can of that find album. it on Spotify. Check yes. it out. Yes. Thank you. Um, and how do you come up with melodies, or how how do you construct a song? Do you have like, you know, maybe not one way to do it, but how do you generally do it? Uh, generally, I'll listen to the track a lot of times. And then I'll try to see what resonates with me as far as a melody. I'll try to hum something to it. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I pretty much go from there. And, uh, you know, I'll hum a melody and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I'll sit down at the piano and see what I'm dealing with here in the melody and what I wanted to do. Sometimes I'll go write it down on uh, manuscript paper uh -huh. so, so I can see the ups and the downs. And, Interesting. You know what I mean? So there's almost like a, <clears throat> there's almost like a visual component to how you construct it, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It almost has to look a certain way. It has to, yep, huh. sound, and then I look at the, 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 how it looks, and, 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 and yeah, all of that, man. And that's typically how a song for you would start was would would just be a melody, mm -hmm. and then you kind of build whatever the groove around it or or some of the changes. I usually, for me, I usually start with a groove. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll start with a groove that I that I that I want, and then I'll go from there, and then I'll I'll start with like a melody after that. Okay. I mean, that groove first, for me. Yeah. How do yeah. you how do you put the groove together? 
Um, usually I'll uh, get a, um, it usually comes from something that I heard actually already. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I like that, that, I like that groove on that. Uh-huh. You know, that beat is nice. Let me write something to that. Okay. You know, and, and then, then, I mean, think about it. How many grooves are there? I mean, right. it's, you know what I mean? So it's just really basically you pick a groove. Right. And then go, go right. from there. Right. Do you have like a, do you have like a home studio where you can, do. Do, you can do all that stuff and, and at least put really solid demos together, if not, you know, done uh-huh. material? Yep. Um, you mentioned... The piano. Did you ever take like lessons or? I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In college, I took lessons. It was um, we had to. Sure. You know. So. So you had to you had to learn how many instruments? In college. Yeah. Um, just uh, the, actually, I went. Okay, for improv, just piano and my primary instrument. I see. I had to learn flute too and clarinet to double as a saxophone player. Okay. So I guess that's four instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Do you play any of those? Do you play flute? I play flute. flute. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I, I hate the clarinet. I don't like the sound of it, so I yeah. just tend to not play that. And and you're, are you always kind of a, a tenor guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Something about that tenor, you know, is 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 Yeah. Oh, it's just so rich. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. I haven't seen him for a year or so. This episode is brought to you by the Engstrom team. That's Becky, Carrie, and Kate. Dear, dear friends of mine. This is mother-daughter real estate team with Coldwell Banker Realty. They've been selling in the Phoenix metro area for 25 years, and they know what's up. Are you a first-time home buyer? Mm-hmm. Do you need more space for the family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have questions? <laughs> Do you have questions about if this is the right time to sell? Call... Becky, Carrie, and Kate, and they'll walk you through the whole process. And they'll just, listen, if you want to just rap with them, you know, if you just had some questions, uh, they're here to help, you know, and they treat uh, their clients like family. I am one of their clients. That's how they treat me. Uh, now, the market is super crazy right now, but Becky, Carrie, and Kate, they're going to guide you right through. And, you know, let's be honest, being a buyer can be very competitive, and you want a team who's looking out for you. When selling, they'll let you know what you should and shouldn't do to get the house ready to sell and get you the most bang for your buck. Even if you're not in Phoenix, maybe you're somewhere else listening to this podcast and you're wondering, well, they can't help me. That's not true. Just reach out to Becky, Kate, and Carrie, and they can connect you with a great agent wherever you live. Give them a shout. 480-250-250. One nine three six. You can find them online, engstromteam.com. That's E N G S T R O M, team T E A M, dot com. I want to thank them for sponsoring this podcast, and I hope if you have any questions about this whole real estate business, you give them a call. You've earned it. Do the right thing. What's next for you? That's like a good question, man. Musically or non-musically? That's a good question. I'm gonna keep making these tunes. You know, I um, I see, I see what's happening with saxophone players. Huh. I don't know if you've seen this, but they're uh, DJ saxophone players. 
Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Where they're DJing and they play all the saxophone in you in inuettos or whatever you yeah. want, you know. Uh, uh I think that's kinda cool. Yeah. Actually. So I've been actually dibbling and dabbling with that. Okay. Yeah, man. You know who does that? Uh Ted Belladin. Does Ted do that? Ted, well, yeah, we were just having the conversation the other day. And he's like, Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you, I get hired to do these things where I just I roll up, he starts looping or whatever, and I just Start jamming. I've been hired for several of those in the last three months. No kidding. It's been crazy. Yeah. Even uh, bachelorette parties. No kidding. And all kinds of things like that, man. It's like this popular thing now. Cool. But what I'm seeing is that, um, yeah, the DJ and the saxophone is one thing, but they have saxophone players who are DJing and doing oh, shit. the sax. So you you don't have to split the bread. Exactly. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) They gave me too much time to think during the pandemic. That's right. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I got my band right here. That's right. Yeah. So you're going to start to get into that a little bit? Yep. I've already started. Yep. I've I've done actually I've done one show already. No kidding. It was cool. You know, I, I, I needed to iron out some things, you know. And this is a, this is where you're doing everything. You're the DJ and the sax player. The show that I did uh, a month ago, I had uh, a DJ and I was doing the sax thing. But I've been practicing me just doing the DJ, just me, mm-hmm. DJ and sax. Mm-hmm. I have the DJ equipment now, and no I shit. invested in that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, man. I uh, I think it's gonna be, it's hip, man. Yeah. I like it. I've been watching these cats. I'm yeah. like, wow. Yeah. That's that's that's. And the crowd goes crazy. They, they, right. you know, they, right. I'm, like, I'm like, that's okay. Don't get lost and left behind, Jermaine. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> like, what kind of tunes are you spinning? Just like a house. A, whoa, okay. Goose, 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 yeah. goose, goose, goose. You know, you just play the same line over and over again. You dig? <laughs> Two hours later. Thank you very much for the check. Yes. I'll, I'll be going home Thank now. You. Yes. Yeah. Glad you all had a good time. <laughs> no shit house music. Yeah, man. That's awesome. House music. All original. And do you, do you like add a delay or something to your sax or like yep. you can add some effects all kinds and do- of sound effects everything mm-hmm. yes man yeah yeah so you're leaving jazz behind no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm opening my horizons yeah and diversify yeah you know why not yeah i can i can do it who said that i had to play one style of music or it's totally true i think that's stupid yeah and yeah. I think you're leaving money on the table when you don't have an open mind like that. Right. You know? Yeah. Hey. So that's the next, that's kind of one more thing that you're going to. Yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. Great. Yeah. That's where the money is at, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you just think about the economics of it. If, you know, to, to, it's a duo gig, a DJ and a sax player, or if it's just you. Mm-hmm. Like that just makes financial sense. Hello, you know. Yes, and I don't have to deal with musicians and their personalities. Right. And no one's late. And no one's, exactly, <laughs> exactly. If, if I'm late, then it's on me. You right. know what I mean? Right. I don't have to deal with oh, is he coming or and calling? Who's available for this gig? Right now, man, I got my band right in my back. Yeah, 
That's you know? awesome. <laughs> so Take care of business. I'm trying to man. be like you, Brian, you know? <laughs> you know? You're a one-man show. You got it all on that foot pedal. That's right. You hit the beats, everything. That foot just be going, boy. <laughs> You better not. You better not get that foot cut off. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh shit, man. That's where it's at. Yeah, I've been watching you cats for years. Like, man, how can I be a one man show? Uh huh. You know, and finally it's here. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to chat about or let people know about? Well, God has been good, and. We are all here, which means that we must be some kind of special to him. <laughs> so I'm so happy to see you, Brian. I'm happy and, to and see you, too. You're still in the well. land of the living. Yeah. And uh, healthy. Yeah. You look good. Your cheeks filled out nice and nice and chubby, looking like, <laughs> like you're ready for Christmas in St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> so. somehow, I, somehow I have more gray than you do, though. That's because I dyed my beard. No shit? Yeah, man. I must have Come on, that. man. Yeah. yeah. We still young, man. Just, yeah. Just because these bodies don't want to act right don't mean... Yeah. Just because we need a nap every day at 2 o'clock doesn't mean we can't look young. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's funny. That's funny. No, it's good to see, man. I'm excited that, that, that we have a date on the books. And um, yeah, I can't play Barrel Man without thinking of you that's that's the tune where you're like uh what are you you all the girl, girl yeah i'm coming back home yeah i'm coming home yeah 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 i can't play that song and not think of you yeah and one more thing i like to say everybody come out i hope this uh airs before the show but uh everybody come out uh january 21st to the nash uh seven to nine o'clock show I'm going to have a great trumpet player there from California who will be performing with me, um, as well as some uh, phenomenal musicians to uh, support us. Also, uh, February 25th at the Chandler Performing Arts Center, uh, I'll be in concert along with my sister. We'll be doing a show there. Cool. Uh, That's going to be fabulous. I have some great musicians that's going to be performing with us. Um, uh, Gabriel Bay will be opening up for that show. I don't know if you know, I don't know the trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, um, uh, plays a big part for the uh, Musicians Union here. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and so he'll be doing um, some things, and we'll play together a, a Miles tribute, Miles Davis tribute oh, cool. kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. So great. Uh, yeah, please come out to those two things. And uh, that's I'm, February. What you said? That's February twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah, Chandler Arts. That's a great uh, stage. Yeah. That's, a, that's actually a fun spot to be. Played there with uh, Kim West. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Weston. Yeah. That looked great. You know, you know her. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's awesome. I, yeah. I, she's a sweetheart, man. Yeah. I really like Kim a lot. Good. Great spirit. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, and a good singer too. Yeah, yeah, she can sing. She can hold yeah, her own. She, for sure. Yeah, she can sing. Uh, yeah. I, I like I like working with her. It was real easy. Yeah, and uh, the bass player I can't remember her name. Uh, Erica, maybe. Erica, yes, she was she was phenomenal. Also, yeah, uh, she does a good job. And um, Giannis, I mean, how, oh yeah, Giannis, how do you I, not? Yeah, he just yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. He always pushes me to uh, play. Uh, um, 
beyond. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That cat has a way of, of pulling just something out sonically yeah. going places. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. I really enjoy him, and he doesn't mind sharing ideas and mm -hmm. concepts. Yeah. So we talk a lot about concepts when I'm with with him. Uh, and uh, yeah, Yanni's great. Yeah. But that's it, man. Yeah. Hey, I hope y'all enjoyed the talk with me and Brian Chartrand. <laughs> this is the Brian Chartrand Podcast Show. <laughs> hey. Podcast Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here. Cheers, man. Yes, cheers. Thanks for making the four day drive to yes. get to get down here but yeah and leaving my cows and everything yeah appreciate you it was hard to pull it was hard to pull away from there man it always is no shit man how many how many like cows leaving. do you have i don't like leaving right yeah. now i just got four yeah i got uh i had another um seven coming though damn in january how old are they um like four months okay yeah babies like four yeah just babies. and how long is the process of raising the cow uh it takes me about a good six to eight months before they're you know about, they reach full size in six to eight months well you can go no not full size okay. but they'll get to about uh about 400 four five hundred pounds damn and then i'll take them you know because any bigger than that I mean, I'm gonna have to call you to get them in the trailer. You know, those cows yeah. they run you over. Oh man, <laughs> you yeah. <know? laughs> so that's just incredible, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, so I appreciate you uh, leaving the cows for a moment, and, and <laughs> nice to chat with you. Good to see you. Can't wait to make some music with you. Yes. 